And that which in its own nature is forever invisible reveals itself by the immutability of the seasons, by the motions of planets, by the great causes of cosmic systems, by the principles of growth in all things, by the harmonies of elements, by the structure of cells, and by the mysterious formulas which by their reversal can even split the atom. Every one of these things stands as a strange lighthouse in the darkness, bearing witness to the fact that this world in which we live is forever supported and sustained by the single column of the divine will, and that this will is the proof that God cannot, has not, and never will depart from his world. Generally speaking, a religion does not devote itself to the study of life. Rather, it is intent upon perpetuating dogmas that were established originally by one or more individuals. When these dogmas truly reflect the universal good, these behaviors dictated by the religion in question are valuable. When the contrary is true, they may oppose a person's physical and spiritual integrity. Moreover, any religious code bears the imprint of the era in which it was defined. Therefore, a religion cannot be eternally valuable if its teachings are not regularly readapted to the evolution operating both within ourselves and within our environment. That explains why certain religious movements are currently experiencing profound reassessments. Thank you for tuning in to Hillbilly Magic. How y'all doing today? So, I just want to touch on what this is. Uh, at its core, I'm, I want people to understand that I'm not trying to push a religion or my viewpoint as being the end-all, be-all correct on things. I'm just speaking from one man's perspective on his walk through the world. Uh, more or less, I talk to the future generations of my family through these. I'll speak through my to my children, my great-grandchildren, if the bites and bits that make up this uh, podcast exist. Um, the way the world goes, you don't know. So to touch on mysticism, what the word mysticism truly means is, uh, and this word is, it's too often associated with strange, unusual, disturbing behavior, and a lot of people find it synonymous with magic. But really, it's the study of life, and to be more precise, it concerns, concerns the study of natural and universal connections, you know, uniting each living being with the first cause of all things. And, you know, we can call these things God divine intelligence, cosmic consciousness, universal wisdom, as the esoteric magazine Popular Mechanics put it, a self-learning algorithm, uh, <laughs> however you want to slice the pie. 
I'm not here to promote Jesus Christ or Muhammad or any deity. I'm not here to promote any religion, but more or less the study of it from a different perspective. Now, I myself, if I had to put myself into a category, I would say I am a hermetic mystic Christian. I believe in uh, deep in my heart and soul a lot of things that a lot of people, you know, probably wouldn't. And that's okay. But some of these things, they ring a bell to me. So why not throw them out there? Maybe they might ring a bell to somebody else. It's a... I'm not a guru, a preacher. I'm just a fellow journeyman. I'm just saying, hey, I found this on the path. Kind of cool. You can stop here and check it out. It's kind of like a a waypoint marker or a, let's say, an exit on an interstate. You don't have to stop there. But I can put up a sign and I can give a brief description about it. And if that's what I do for the world, cool. I feel like I I was meant to do this and there's somebody out there that's meant to hear this. I don't have a huge studio. I'm not doing this for fame, glory, and money. I'm literally podcasts, podcasting on my phone in between doctor's appointments, work schedules, and whatever else I might have going on at that time. It's literally a passion project just to do it, to to say I finally did something I put my mind to because I felt in my heart it was calling me. So I hope you enjoyed our visit with Chris and what he had to bring I really look forward to to talking with him more. So, since I got that out of the way, welcome to Hillbilly Magic, y'all. Let's get into it. Welcome to Esoteric NPR. That's a running joke between uh, me and a few buddies. Esoteric and PR. Hey, everybody. It's 34 degrees. Kind of normal. So, hey, I need everybody's help. Now that you probably have a really good understanding, I need your help. I need you to send me ideas. Like, what do you want to hear about? I mean, I can talk about the same stuff all day long, but let's say he'll be on magic at gmail.com. Hey, what is the esoteric meaning of a werewolf? I want to get on here. I'm going to go, why, yes. Thank you for sending that in. The werewolf is an esoteric 
representation of men's passions. And by that is men's passions, if how Freud put it was desires don't just die. They get buried alive. And those desires will come out in uglier ways. So the werewolf is esoteric of men's passions that get repressed and then they get released on the full moon. Or just a specific trigger. So that's why werewolves are very esoteric. Very cool stories behind them. Who knows? Are they real? Could they have been real? I'm not sure. I'm not saying they are. But hey, there's an esoteric view. That's kind of stuff. Or if you want like deep stuff. Like, hey man, pyramids and... Uh, you know, let's talk about masons, or uh, let's talk about you know any any specific thing. That's really what I'm looking to do. But I want to know what you want to hear. Drop me a line, hillbillymagic@gmail.com. All right, love y'all. I'll see you soon. Alright everybody, so we're not going to talk about religion today. Religion's boring, we're done with it, I'm not, no, we're messing with religion, right? So let's talk about mysticism. What is mysticism? Like, really? I kind of hit it around about it, and I want to dive a little bit deeper into it. So mysticism, on the other hand, from religion, seeks to promote the inner awakening of each individual and to provide the spiritual means of harmonizing directly with the cosmic consciousness. And what's really cool about that <clears throat> is, in other words, it allow, it, its purpose is to allow men and women to have a personal experience of the divine without having to resort to any particular creed or without using any particular priesthood or anything like that as a mediary or an intermediary, I should say. That is why we feel that religions have an obvious usefulness and yet they essentially constitute ways of belief. But we're like the mysteries and things like that. They're really more or less like a path to knowledge. So I guess one really good aspect to it, and one that's just kind of out there, you know, I used to watch the, uh, the alien show back whenever I was a kid. What was the X something? I don't know the copyright laws on podcasts, so I'm not going to just throw the name out there, but you know what I'm talking about. The truth is out there, but <laughs> it's the, the human aura and there was a picture on the show of a human hand with this blue stuff all the way around it. That would be kind of a thing of mysticism. Now, just the belief in a human aura alone, you could say that I would belong to this particular creed or that particular creed. You could say that that I'm a magician or a wizard or a, a witch or whatever. Whatever your term you want to throw in there. Choose your term. 
but where the mystic really gets involved, it's how about if everything emits an electromagnetic field, including our own heartbeat? Hmm, sounds a little interesting, huh? You know, how about that? How about if the human projected a energy field around their body from their heartbeat? And that heartbeat is what produces that energy field. Let's look at it like that. <clears throat> or maybe the field around the body is what keeps the heart beating. Now, you can't see this. And I can't see this. Does that mean it's not there? Could that not be the human aura? Okay. All right, Jason. Okay, we get what you're saying, man. Okay. All right. All right. We give you've twisted my arm. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. We are in an age where mysticism and science are literally being drawn out of the same bucket. That's why it's the time to start talking about these things again. And uh, literally, when I read in a popular mechanics magazine, about the universe being viewed as a self-learning algorithm inventing its own physics based on trial and error. And this is going to be a, this is going to be a mainstream idea. Okay, I'm down. Yeah, let's roll with this. But hey, here's what the mystics said about that. The myst the ancient knowledge has been has been told that the universe is aware of itself and it's we are that awareness when the universe become aware of itself so people like me way back then used to get burned at the stake because we would point these obvious infractions out not as a way trying to destroy religion because the religion has its place and its purpose and it's a it's an, it's a way of belief, and the fundamental aspects are important. So, when the fundamental aspects leave behind dry, wanting and longing have a hole in your heart, and bars and clubs and all that they don't just cut it for you anymore, and church isn't doing it for you anymore, and before you know it, you're running yourself in circles going, why am I even alive? You're upset. You you have no contentment. That was me. Anxiety ruled my life. It was my taskmaster. It let me know when I could go to the store or not. And so... Whenever it comes down to it, why wouldn't I want to learn how to control that? And the only path that really gave me any hope was the mystical path. And that's really weird to say that out loud. But it led me back to a reaffirmed faith that I grew up on, but just different. And so I encourage the individual to do the same. Yeah, that's the that's the message. It's don't be stuck. 
if it's not good, you can think other thoughts. The brain is yours. Or are you the brain? Hey everybody, so I'm going to talk about what a caduceus is. A caduceus, you've seen them, I know you have. Do you think you've seen one? Have you ever been to a doctor? Have you ever seen a caduceus as a wand intertwined by two snakes and topped by wings or a winged helmet? Sound familiar? Well, the caduceus is associated with magic, spiritual enlightenment, wisdom, immortality, and healing. And it's a symbol within our pharmacies and our doctor offices and things like that. So the caduceus is mostly uh, strongly associated with Hermes, uh, the Greek messenger god of magic, who flares his fleetest thought. Hermes carries his magic wand, when escorting souls to the underworld. Hermes uh, Caduceus is made of olive wood, symbolic of peace, and continuity of life. The one staff represents power. The serpent's S represents wisdom or prudence. The wings represent diligence. And the helmet represents high thoughts. With a touch of his Caduceus, Hermes puts mortals to sleep or raises the dead. He cures any illness and changes whatever the wand touches into gold. The Romans, who called Hermes Mercury, viewed the caduceus as a symbol of moral conduct and equilibrium. The association of the caduceus with gold and the powers of transmutation made it a symbol of the philosopher's stone and alchemy. In alchemy, the intertwined serpents take on the additional symbolism of masculine and feminine forces, which must be in balance for transmutation to occur. Pretty cool for a simple stick and a snake and all that stuff, huh? Yeah. But transmutation. I wouldn't necessarily want to transmute lead into gold. That'd be cool. There's been, you know, all kinds of stuff written about that, but I really like the transmutation of life. So, you can transmute anxiety into courage. You can transmute any kind of physical pain into a desire. And I just like throwing out these little things for y'all, you know, like what the caduceus is and what mysticism is to pique your curiosity. You know, go crack an ancient scroll or something. Want get into it for yourself. Why not? There's no danger there. Remember the sign of intelligence is being able to entertain a thought without it having to accept it. But only if you want to. So be curious. Take that journey. So I just want to say thank you for tuning in 
And as they say in the backwoods, if the good Lord willing and the creeks don't rise, I'll see you soon.